This is Curtis Patrick from the Player Raider Podcast. Running a dynasty team is a complex job, but if you keep your finger on the pulse of player value, it becomes a whole lot easier. Join me and Ryan McDowell as we break down every angle of player value using the tools available at DynastyLeagueFootball.com. Such as Player ADP Comparison Tool, DLF Trade Finder, Expert Rankings, and more. So what's your favorite player worth? Listen to the Player Raider Podcast and you'll find out. DynastyLeagueFootball.com and the DLF family of podcasts. That's James the Brain. Guys, I can't wait to talk fantasy football. How about Mexico beating the Germans? I can't wait. I can't wait to talk Ochoa, guys. That's Travis the Beard. Hey, guys, what's um, what's Forrest Gump's password? One Forrest One. I am John the Technician. Hogan, this is a super flex super show. It's time to talk some trades. What do you think, Travis? Yeah, man, our first trade show since we moved to DLF, so I'm excited to talk some super flex trades. This show is going to be all trades, all super flex, and we'll go through one at a time and debate which side we will take here. Um, John, you want to kick us off with the first trade? All right, this first one came to our uh, Twitter account at Superflex Show. And just a quick reminder, we're no longer associated with at Superflex Trades or at Superflex Pod, but you can send all your trades to at Superflex Show on Twitter and we can retweet it, get you more comments, get you more votes, get you more advice, and even analyze them here on the show. You can also send them to at Travis NFL for Travis. James is at underscore James the Brain, and I'm at Superflex Dude. Send it to any one of us. Definitely send it to the show, and uh, we'll get you more interaction and more engagement. So this first one came to at Superflex Show, and this is a 14-team Superflex PPR trade. One side is DeAndre Hopkins and a 2019 first. And the other side is Corey Davis, Aaron Rodgers, and Rojo, Ronald Jones III. Wow, yeah. So this one is is interesting. I mean, on one side you get, you know, Aaron Rodgers, who to me is the number one number one overall player. If I'm in a startup, I'm taking Rodgers at 1.01. He's definitely my number one quarterback. So getting him is valuable. However, Hopkins and a 19 first, which projects to be a mid-19 first, uh, is 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 pretty tempting as well. I mean, Hopkins is, you know, a top top three dynasty wide receiver. I think he's number two for me now, um, in my ranking. So it, it's definitely an interesting trade. I'm I'm gonna take. I'm gonna be in the minority here because uh, this poll has 64 percent going towards Hopkins and the 2019 first. I'm gonna jump aboard and say I'll take Aaron Rodgers, Corey Davis, and Ronald Jones. I really like the upside of Corey Davis. I think I think most of us kind of do. I know Travis does, and John, I, 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 if I remember correctly, 
you're uh, you're okay with with taking Corey Davis as well here. I know Travis isn't a huge Ronald Jones believer, so I think it's going to be interesting to hear his take on it. But I like Ronald Jones an awful lot, and I get my number one quarterback and number one player overall in Superflex. So I'm going to take that side here. Um, it, it would hurt to give up Hopkins and a 19 first, but if I can get the upside of this, that steady, consistent top five quarterback play of Aaron Rodgers with a high upside guy like Corey Davis and another high upside guy, in my opinion, like Ronald Jones, I'll take that side in this trade. But I'm definitely interested to hearing which way you guys are going to go. What, what do you think, Travis? Yeah, I am 1,000% on board with you, and I don't even think it's close. I think this should be flipped around the opposite way. Um, 64% for the Hopkins and the first is crazy to me. And here's why. So basically, in Superflex, Hopkins and Aaron Rodgers are basically equal assets. So you're you're paying a 19 first for Corey Davis and Ronald Jones. Both who were, I mean, were and or are top four, five rookie picks in their respective years. I Man, I mean, I think that's a steal. for You could pay a 19 first for Corey Davis and Ronald Jones. I mean, that's basically what you're doing. And that is just, that's insane to me. That's this should this should be far in favor of the Corey Davis, Aaron Rodgers, Ronald Jones side. Yeah, totally agree. And I break it down the same way. So for me, that 2019 first, I mean that honestly, a 2019 first probably shouldn't even get you Ronald Jones. Like if you if you were willing or Corey, Davis. well, yeah, definitely not Corey Davis. I mean. Corey Davis is going into his breakout year here. So, yeah, if you want to, you know, wh- what was the point of drafting him if you were going to wait until he's on the precipice of breaking out just so you can flip him for an, a 19 first that you're presumably going to use on a wide receiver that you have to wait another two years for? You know, you just kick in the can down the road. So, to me, in this one, Corey Davis is essentially free. But it's, I mean, the same, the same logic applies. Why would you draft Ronald Jones in the first round of 2018 just to flip him for a 2019 first and, you know, not even get to put him in your lineup? So, yeah, I mean. It's crazy, man. This trade is crazy. Yeah, this is, this is way off. So and it's crazy that Twitter has it flipped. I think we yeah. can chalk that up to just. People on, I mean, the the general Twitter voting populace not really understanding Superflex values still, because this yeah. is just this is just insane. All right, guys. So let's move on. Uh, the next trade that we have was actually sent to us by uh, Dylan Grazier at Dylan Grazier on Twitter, and he sent us a trade offer that he had gotten, and I thought this one was pretty good. So on one side you have Alvin Kamara, Trey Burton, and Devin Funches, and on the other side you'd be getting uh, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Ertz, Zach Ertz, and Devontae Parker. Um, so I, this one was really close for me. Um, I don't know, John. What do you think? Who who would you take? How do you analyze this trade here? I I really hate to say it because I love Zach Ertz, but you got to go Kamara here. I think Twitter. I mean, this one was kind of close at fifty nine to forty one. I think Twitter ultimately got this one right. Alvin Kamara is just by far the best piece in this entire trade. In most formats, I mean, you can only start one tight end anyways. I didn't see anything on here about a tight end premium. 
So, you know, that having Ertz is, it's a luxury, but it's definitely not a necessity. Having that, you know, that, that do-it-all running back in Alvin Kamara, who, by the way, is going to be, you know, their workhorse for the, at least the first four games of this 2018 season, that's a necessity. So, it, you know, as much as I... I'm not a huge fan of what running backs do. I just see Alvin Kamara being just so much more valuable than anybody else in this entire trade. So give me the Kamara side. I think Burton gives you enough at tight end. And Funches versus Parker is just kind of a wash to me. John, I'm going to want that audio clipped and sent to me, please. <laughs> the big Kamara. Uh, yeah, having a workhorse yeah. running back is a is a necessity. Hashtag John Hogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that you just said that, so this is a win, no matter what side I pick here. But congratulations, uh, thank to you, <laughs> to you and to Dylan. You guys, you guys totally conspired to make me take Kamara here. <laughs> no, I had no idea that you would go as far as to say. Having a workhorse running back is a necessity. That was a quote from John Hogue's mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, okay. um, I'm gonna agree. <laughs> I'm gonna agree with you on this. I I don't really have anything else to say. That that side's the winner for me for sure. You don't get to defend yourself. Moving on to the next trade here. <laughs> so no, not even gonna let James talk. You just you just wanna you just oh, wanna run away with over James. Me. You can that's, just that's... like a thief in the night. You just James, wanna steal that. You can one. have a turn as long as you don't let John talk. <laughs> John. All right. So yeah, no. I, actually, I, I agree with both of you guys. I, I'll take the Kamara side here. And to me, the way I break it down, I I I, I have Kamara slightly over Christian McCaffrey. Um, I have Funches over Devontae Parker. And to me, er, er, I I like Ertz. I do. But I'm gonna be honest with you. The gap between Ertz and Burton for me is not as great as it's gonna be for other people. Just because I'm that high on Trey Burton. So really? I'm gonna take that side. Um, Interesting. I'll take the Kamara Funches uh, Burton side. Yeah, and I, I, I just have a sneaking suspicion that Trey Burton is going to be Matt Nagy's, uh, you know, uh, uh, going to be his Travis Kelsey. Um, he was handpicked. You know, he's been brought in. Um, it's his second year. Uh, I, I definitely feel like he fits the system. He's going to be able to do some of the things that they want him to do. So, uh, I really like Trey Burton an awful lot, and I, I like Ertz too. But I, I'm really high on Trey Burton. I'm going to be higher than most are on him, and that to me is going to be the main reason why I'm going to take the Kamara Funches side. Not worried about Adam Shaheen and Allen Robinson, you know, basically being a faster tight end and. Just all uh, not 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 really. I mean, they. I I mean, outside of those two weapons that you just said, I mean, they really don't have a whole else, a whole lot else, you know, in in the passing game. And um, no, I'm not really worried about Shaheen. Um, I think Trey Burton is a guy that they handpicked to kind of to kind of come in here, even though they had Shaheen on the roster. Uh, and and to be honest with you, you know, I. I mean, Dallas Goddard, I mean, they traded up. The Eagles traded up to get Dallas Goddard. So I, I think he's going to have a role. I don't know that it's going to be as insignificant in his rookie year as everyone thinks it will be. But um, I, I think it I, – I don't know. I mean, let's, let's be honest. Trey, Trey Burton vultured six touchdowns from Zach Ertz last year. I think they traded up for Dallas Goddard for, for a reason. So um, it's not that I think that he's going to really hurt Ertz, but I don't think it's going to help his cause either. So I just think that they're a little bit closer in my eyes than they will be for, for others. 
just because I think that Chicago offense is going to be that much better. And I really like, I mean, outside of, of uh, Burton, I don't know if they have a whole lot of, you know, significant red zone threats. Allen Robinson will be okay there. But guys like Tariq Cohen, uh, I, I don't see that, and I, I don't know who they're going to start on the opposite side at wide receiver. Um, Anthony Miller is, I mean, he's not a red zone guy. So um, I would think that Trey Burton's going to see his share of targets in the red zone too. So that's why I like him an awful lot. But, yeah, I'll agree with you guys either way. I'm, I'm taking that side too. This next trade is a doozy, so bear with me here. Uh, this was sent to me at uh, from Dynasty Wiz at Dynasty Wiz, uh, Superflex half PPR. Bear, again, bear with me. There's a lot of names here. <laughs> uh, so side A gets Kirk Cousins, David Johnson, Mike Evans, Martavis Bryant. Lots of high profile names there. Package B, side B gets Saquon Barkley, Adam Thielen, Cortland Sutton. Sam Bradford, Kenyon Drake, Baker Mayfield, Keelan Cole, Jack Doyle. And uh, before I kick it to one of you guys here, it's interesting to note that Twitter, the Twitter poll is currently at 50-50. Yeah, they can't figure this one out either. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Decided not to just trade your whole rosters? What What happened there? Yeah. <laughs> had he had one or two guys he wanted to hang on to. Yeah, man. This this one's just too big. There's just too much going on in this. This is a four be, for eight. Yeah. Yeah. To <laughs> that break that up. Break it up into two or maybe even three or four trades. And I I don't know, man. I man, mean I honestly can't tell if this is somebody trying to package a bunch of stuff to to make it look like a lot you know people do that where they're like oh i'll give you 17 things for david johnson or whatever it's like i don't want all your garbage but you can't really say that though because there's some solid pieces on on that side saquon barkley adam thielen Cortland sutton baker mayfield Kenyon drake i mean there's there's some decent pieces there but yeah i don't know what do you what do you guys lean if you had to pick a side i mean what do you how do you even begin to break this deal down I mean, so I think I'm going to stick with package A. I mean, I package B is is it I mean, it is close, right? I mean, you get, you're getting Saquon, you're getting Thielen, you're getting Drake. Those are all win now pieces. Um, um, you're Keelan getting Baker Cole. Mayfield and a super flex. Yeah, but I mean, he's not going to do anything yeah. this year. We'll be lucky if he even makes it on the field this year. As much as I love to mm-hmm. stash mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield, in a super flex mm-hmm. league, he does nothing for you in 2018. Even if he gets on the field, I mean, when are you ever going to feel good starting him? And Sam Bradford's a, just a ticking time bomb. I mean, those those legs are absolutely worthless on that guy. So you know, you're looking at, you're hoping that he starts until Baker Mayfield takes over in Cleveland. That's kind of the best case scenario. I mean, you're not going to get anything out of Cortland Sutton this year either. So, you know, you're, you're, I don't know. It, to me, package A just kind of makes more sense. Package B is kind of a mishmash of guys that you know, some of them help you in 2018. Some of them help you in 2019 and beyond. And I, I mean, the, the goal should be one or the other. Either you're trying to win now 
or you're going to go into semi-rebuild mode and take on some of these young guys who are going to start helping you in 2019 and beyond. But, I mean, this is this is a little of both, you know. There's some win-now pieces and there's some future pieces. So just so give me the side that just that just says, you know what, I'm going for it in 2018. I don't know what's going to happen beyond that with David Johnson and Kirk Cousins and really even Mike Evans, but I know that those guys give me a good chance to win here in 2018. I, you know, I'm getting I'm getting a top 10 quarterback. I'm getting a top five wide receiver and I'm getting, I mean, to me, the number one overall running back. So I, you know, I'm going to take a shot at it this year. And then, and then as far as, you know, these other guys, I'll figure it out next year. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, obviously a multifaceted type, type deal when you're looking at this many pieces. I, I guess my thing is, is I'm probably going to agree with you, John, and I'm going to take package A. And the reason being is because, for me, when you look at package B, guys like Keelan Cole and Jack Doyle are they? I mean, if if you accept this trade, okay, and you're you're receiving that package, you probably if you have a full roster, you're gonna have to cut four players from your roster. Is Keelan Cole and Jack Doyle better than those four players you're gonna cut? I Jack mean, Doyle it, is. It depends on it. Well, <laughs> I, I, I Travis will Jack I'm sure address not. that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. But yeah, I I, Eric I guess Ebron it depends on how deep your rosters are. Oh God, there it is. <laughs> so, right. No, he's not. Wait he's your not. turn, buddy. He's not. Wait your he's turn. Not. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. you couldn't resist. Sorry, go ahead. James. Right. <laughs> Anyways, I, yeah, I, I just don't know if Keelan Cole and Jack Doyle are good enough to even make your roster, which makes this then a, a four for six. If they're not, you know, if if the guys you're going to cut, you would rather have than Keelan Cole or Jack Doyle or both. I mean, you're really doing yourself a disservice by by making this trade and even adding those guys. So is the the four guys you're giving up better than the six guys that you're actually going to roster or better than the eight guys you're going to roster minus the four players you're going to cut? You know, because you have to keep in mind with that. So the only thing that makes me hesitant on package A is you're getting Martavius Bryant, who looks like he's facing another suspension. And if he is, this could be a year-long or an indefinite suspension. This could be a Josh Gordon-type deal. So, I mean, you you might be getting a useless piece there, but at the very least, you're going to know whether or not that's a piece that can help you at all this year pretty quick. Uh, so if it isn't a piece that can help you, at least you know you can cut cut bait and move on. Um, so I, I'm i still going to side with Package A um, just because the, the upside you get, you get a top five dynasty wide receiver, a top five, uh, in my opinion, the number two dynasty running back. Um, you get Kirk Cousins, who, again, in my opinion, is a top five fantasy quarterback um in dynasty and so you know getting three top fives at their position i i would take that package there there's definitely some some high end you know up, upside with saquon barkley adam Thielen, uh drake sutton mayfield and that sort of thing on package b but um I, there's a lot more certainty with package a there's enough youth there for you to still be good for a long time if you take that side so i'm gonna i'm gonna take that side here and uh, feel pretty comfortable with it we need to move on because we, we've been on this one long enough, but let me just run it by you this way real quick. Would you rather have uh, – so let's let's break it up a little bit. Saquon Barkley and Kenyon Drake or David Johnson? I think – It kind of depends think, on who uh, – on roster construction for me. Just pick a side, John. 
I'll take yeah, DJ. Yeah, I'm going DJ, <laughs> I think. I'm, I'm going to assume wow, okay. that I've got a better running back, too, than, than Kenyon Drake. I think I would take the Saquon side. And that's from the Arizona Cardinals fan. Um, Adam Thielen and Cortland Sutton or Mike Evans? Oh, boy, that one's close, too. That one's, yeah, that one's pretty close. That one I might actually take the Thielen-Sutton side. Yeah, I think I would, too. Yeah, I think I would, too. And I love Mike Evans, but, yeah. Okay, Sam Bradford and Baker Mayfield or Kirk Cousins? Cousins for me. Yeah, Cousins. Martavis Bryant and Keelan Cole and Jack Doyle are basically, they, they don't matter. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you guys sided with side A on two of those three packages. I think I would side with side B. Um, I think I would take Saquon and, and Drake over DJ. Um, just, if anything, just to reset that clock. I mean, DJ's already 26 Saquon's 21 22 something like that um Drake is another high upside piece that I'd probably be looking to flip right away um Thielen and Sutton for Evans I think is pretty pretty decent and then obviously I mean it depends a little bit if I mean if Kirk Cousins is your QB1 and you're trading him for Mayfield and Bradford you're going to be in some trouble but if he's your QB2 and you're trading him for Mayfield and Bradford I think he might be okay and then those other pieces are pretty ancillary so Man, I mean, we can see why this thing is 50-50, so that was a fun one. Yeah. I liked that one a lot. The, yeah, I actually kind of came around on that. I was getting pretty uh, old guy, get off my lawn about that, but that actually <laughs> ended up being a, a kind of fun one to break down. I think you make some good points there, and in fact, I think that I probably have to change my mind as much as... David Johnson is my running back one. I think that probably just to stay on brand, you need both running backs. You need you need lots of running backs. So yeah, I maybe I would go Saquon and Drake. Uh, man, I I mean I think Ooh. that DJ is going to stay healthy for you this year, but some depth is always good just to hedge. But I mean James makes yeah. It. But if I take side A, I can pick up four running backs on the waiver yeah. wire. Just saying. Yeah, I can uh, get some depth. I was I was James just catering say, James. to John's hashtag brand there. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how it's done for sure. No, I was gonna say though, James does bring up a really good point though. I mean, it, how who who are, who's getting dropped there? And how much value do you have to drop to make room for all those guys? So, I don't know. All right, this one came to at Superflex Show from Mason Rose at Free Basin Mason, F R E E B A S E N M A S O N. And it was Deshaun Watson and Mike Williams for Dak Prescott, Dallas Godert, and a 2019 first. I think I'm going to take the Dak side, um, which is only 27%. So don't feel great about that. Um, Twitter only gave Dak 27% here. So it's Dak, Dallas Goddard, and a 19 first. I think at this point, a 19 first and Mike Williams are probably pretty much a wash, if not more so towards the 19 first as far as value. I mean, people are giving up on Mike Williams pretty, pretty quick here. Um, so then it's just Dak and Godert or Watson. Man, ugh. <laughs> ugh, that's hard. It's hard it's, because I feel like Dak is being hated on too much, and I think I feel like Watson, the hype is ridiculous. So I, both of those guys are on opposite ends of the spectrum, but they should be closer together than they actually are. 
Um, that's where I'm kind of struggling here. But what, what are you guys thinking on this one? So, by the way, this is a .25 point per carry uh, 14-team Superflex League. So, I, I don't – I guess I don't know – off the top of my head. I don't have numbers in front of me. I don't know if it affects what you guys think here. I don't know who's going to who's gonna benefit more from that part between Watson and Dak. I mean, I guess my initial thought is it probably isn't going to be enough of a discrepancy to matter, but you guys might have a different opinion on that. Maybe one of those guys is a little bit more likely to run than the other. Yeah, it, it it looking at the stats, it doesn't make too big of a difference. It might um, give a slight edge to Deshaun Watson, but we've had such a small sample size, it's really hard to extrapolate that through a, the course of a whole season. But if it does give anyone an edge, it's probably Deshaun Watson slightly, ever so slightly. Okay. But, yeah, we're probably talking like a handful of points at the, at the most. Yeah, yeah. Boy, this one is tough, and I agree with Travis. I, so you see Deshaun Watson, and I cannot stand how overvalued he is. I mean, it's it's to the point, I mean, people have him as a top five dynasty quarterback, and I, I just two. can't. Top with a small sample, Yeah, I mean, I, I with that small sample size, I don't know. I, it's insane to me to, to actually be able to say that I would take him over some of the names that he's going over. There's just no way. So that bothers me. However... And I, I also agree that I think Dak is hated on a little bit here too. My problem with it is the Goder piece. Like I, I don't feel like that's going to to be anything for at least a couple years. I mean, that's not a startable startable option unless Sackerts goes down. Um, I, I don't think I can't see Dallas Goder getting enough volume to be useful for the next couple seasons. So I don't think you're getting much there. The 19 first, I obviously like. But I, I also kind of like Mike Williams. I don't love the fact that he's coming back from a serious, what is it? Was it a neck or a back injury? It was it was a serious injury that he's trying to come back from. Yeah, back and I don't know that I love that. Um, but I, so to me, I mean, this is really close. I mean, this is like 50-50 close. I, I would lean a little bit to the Watson side, and it bothers me saying that because I think he's so overvalued. However, in this trade, I think I'd probably lean with the majority and go with Watson. Man, yeah, this is this is a lot closer than Twitter makes it seem, but I I think that I'm going to go with Watson more because of Mike Williams. You know, the, there was definitely some draft capital spent there. He played late in the season. I he wasn't particularly effective, but I mean rookie wide receivers just aren't anyways, but it's it's way too early to bail on him. And especially to think that, you know, you're you're better off with a future pick and a tight end who's not going to do anything for several years, you know, at the earliest. These are all long-term pieces that you'd be giving him up for. And I feel like you've, you've got to see what you've got with Mike Williams at this point. I mean, you drafted him probably pretty early in your rookie draft in 2017. I mean, I... It, it seems to me like the move is to hang on and see what you got. It it would just be a shame to bail that early on on somebody that you couldn't have expected him to do much anyways, even if he had been healthy. So, I mean, Watson and Dak is extremely close for me. 
but I think I'm going to go with Mike Williams on the on the the idea that he's going to help you win in 2018. I don't I don't think I could bring myself to give up Dak Goddard and a first next year for Watson and Williams. I just think I just I hate selling low on players and I hate selling and I hate buying high on players and that's exactly what you're doing here. All right, so let's let's move on to the next one, and uh, and th- this next trade is uh, is really interesting. Um, it's so uh, Superflex League. We have DeAndre Hopkins and Christian McCaffrey being traded for Todd Gurley and Tyreek Hill. Um, I definitely think this is interesting. You have a run, you know a running back and a receiver on each side. Uh, both are pretty highly ranked. Um, all four players are so. Uh, I'm interested to see where we go, especially with Travis, because Travis, there on one side is a player that you love and a player that you hate. <laughs> so I'm definitely interested to hear your uh, your take on this. But John, what do you what do you think? Starting us off here, which uh, which side do you like? I'm gonna let you go first because I need to talk myself out of taking the Todd Gurley side here if I can. <laughs> All right. Well, believe it or not, I am taking the Hopkins side. Uh, I. Okay. Yeah, I voted Hopkins CMC, and it really boils down to the fact that I really don't like Tyreek Hill, um, and I've, I'm obviously Gurley's awesome, uh, but I without without stroking John's ego nearly even a tiny little bit. Let me see how I can work this. Um, just do it. You know you want he, to. Let's hear it. He has a shorter shelf life than Hopkins. It's as simple as that. And Why is that? Because he Why? plays the running back position, John. <laughs> and Hopkins. So when you're comparing oh. elite asset to elite asset, then, of course, you can use other factors to break ties. And the position that they play breaks the tie for me uh, to where I'm going to go Hopkins. Wow. Um, Someone's been listening. No, no, no. Let me make it clear. I have oh, not yeah. been listening to you in the slightest. Oh, he's been taking notes. John. He's <laughs> oh, been my taking God. notes. All right, I quit. I'm taking the girly side here. <laughs> running backs all the way. Um, girly. Oh, he's been listening to my Tyree Kill. Nice. Okay. <laughs> it's a damn lose lose here. No. So Hopkins. Hopkins. He's. I mean, he's an elite receiver. And he's got a longer mm-hmm. shelf life. And CMC, I'm assuming this is PPR. Um, doesn't actually say that anywhere, but everybody plays PPR. Uh, so assuming it's PPR, CMC I think is going to be. I don't. Man, I'm low on CMC too. So this is hard for me. But I'm lower on Tyreek Hill than I am CMC. Uh, so that makes up the difference between Hopkins and Gurley for me. Gotcha. See, I, I I broke it down kind of the opposite. I compared the running backs and the wide receivers, and that's where I almost I was I was really struggling with this one. I almost went girly just because I think the drop off from Hopkins to Hill is fairly minimal. I, I mean, Hopkins is my number two wide receiver, but Hill is still an easy top ten guy for me. Wrong, and then. <laughs> he's a technician neither one of those he guys are technician. technicians <laughs> these every one of these guys are technicians none of these but... guys are masters of their craft <laughs> um 
but and, and there's a pretty significant drop off for me from Gurley to McCaffrey. But at the end of the day, I mean, I I, th- I think I've got to stay true to my rankings. Hopkins is a top five dynasty asset in Superflex, and if it's PPR, he's top two. So you know, without Superflex, then he's top two, and that's the type of guy that you can build around. I think you still get borderline running back one numbers from McCaffrey. So I'll take that side. But man, that was tough. Wrong. Oh, I, <laughs> I'm I'm going to be the first one to disagree. I think we've agreed on almost every one of these trades. I, really? there was, I one or two, one or two, some minor eh, but but this one this one we're we're going to disagree on. I think because I, I'm going to take Gurley and Tyreek, and I, I tell you what, it, it's pretty close. I mean, I, I really like Hopkins, and uh, and you know, unlike Travis, I, I kind of like all these players in this trade. So it was a difficult call for me, but. To me, the upside I have with Todd Gurley is high enough to close the the gap that I have between Hopkins and Hill. And, John, you said it. For me, it's not as huge of a gap as it's going to be for others. I really like Hopkins, obviously. I mean, consistency, there's something to be said for that. But I really think what Tyreek Hill does well, it really it's going to mesh well with Patrick Mahomes. I, I, I like Tyreek Hill. I've seen him do it a couple of years now where um, he's put up, you know, usable, really good fantasy numbers. Especially last year, he's he's done nothing but get better each year in his career uh, for fantasy purposes. So I, I really like Tyreek Hill. And getting Todd Gurley, to me, you know, one of the top, one of those top three or four running backs in, in fantasy that, um, you know, look like, you know, a guy that you can bank on to be one of the top top guys as long as he stays healthy, um, you know, for, for a few few seasons here. So, um, I like that, getting that high-end upside at running back, and I don't think that the fall-off's so high at wide receiver um, that, that that it can't be made up with uh, with what you're going to get from Gurley as opposed to McCaffrey. So I'm going to take that side. I think it is close, obviously. I mean, you're talking about elite players on, on you know, all, all levels of this trade, so um, it can be viewed either way. I think you guys made some good points, uh, too, with the Hopkins-Christian McCaffrey side, but I I still think I'm going to wean Gurley and Tyreek Hill, and uh, and I would take that side of this trade. Wrong. So I mean, you would you would yeah, that's <laughs> that's wrong. But so you would you would at least counter right, like you would still try and and cash in Gurley and get back Nuke. I mean, that's 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 the entire point of having Todd Gurley is like right now, still having him on your roster is to be able to to cash him in for somebody who's going to continue to do that every single year, you know, rather than the one-time 400-point outburst and then turns back into, you know, just another running back. Yeah, I I don't I don't know that I see Gurley as turning into just another running back though. I mean, I think I think there's a lot to be said for his situation. I like his situation. I love the coaching staff. I think they're uh, innovators over there. I like the division. I like the you know, Seattle's definitely taking a step backwards. San Francisco looks to be building their offense. I don't know if their defense is getting any better. And Arizona looks to be, you know, trying to, to, to have a youth movement on the offense, but I think they're still a couple years away from, from, you know, hitting their ceiling. So I really like what Todd Gurley's got going on, especially in division. I think he can be a high-level running back for a few years here. I don't think there's going to be – I don't have that rush to try to sell him right away. I think he can still be a high-end running back uh, at least for one more season before I'm looking to sell him. So um, I don't 
I don't know. I, I'm not in a, a hurry to get rid of Gurley here. Um, I know his value is kind of at an all-time high, but you know, if, if you're losing that at running back, you're probably going to need another running back in return. So I, I almost feel like you maybe you you counter with like a Hopkins and a lesser running back, you know, an RB two instead of McCaffrey um, for Gurley straight up, something like that. I could see. Um, you know, something that, you know, you can you can really solidify your receiver and get a running back that isn't terrible for Gurley and, you know, I don't know, maybe a later pick or something, uh, 2019 second or 2019 third or something like that to where you're not giving up Hill. But, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm okay with that if, if you feel like you need to do it, but I, I'm not in a hurry to, to shop Gurley, at least not at this point. All right, so on to the next one here. This is a fun one. Um, this is PPR Superflex. Um, Josh Gordon on one side and the other side is a 2019 first, 2019 third, 2019 fourth. So what is the value of Josh Gordon in uh, June of 2018? Yeah, this one's tough for me because my, my Cleveland Browns fandom and the fact that I, I'm a big Josh Gordon supporter. I uh, it's it's tough for me, but I'm gonna take the 2019 first, third, and fourth. Wow! I just you gotta I, look, let me I, argue with him this time. Wow! No, no stuff. <laughs> like I, I don't did care it. how you long guys it argued takes for 15 minutes. <laughs> this time it doesn't matter how long it takes. Look, this here, here's my main thing. I, selling yeah, low. My, here's here's my main thing. Okay, first of all, I, I feel like they they. The Browns paid Jarvis Landry for a reason. They're going to use him. Um, and as much as I like Josh Gordon, I think I think if you're buying him, you're buying him for this year. Um, I don't know if they're ready to invest in him long term. I don't know the situation he winds in, uh, winds up in if he doesn't come back to Cleveland. Um, and not to mention the fact that his best football guys is behind him. I mean, I know he's he's not over assumption, the hill yet. Assumption but, alert. Oh, okay. I suppose if he's a technician like Larry Fitzgerald, <laughs> then maybe, maybe not. But I'll, I'll, I, I don't see it. But you know, to me, I'll take, I'll take being able to invest in the future. I'll take the three picks, a 2019 first, third, and fourth. I know that I'm going to be in the minority here. The poll shows me that I'm in the minority, and I, I already know that. Uh, Based on your guys' reaction, then I'm going to be in the minority on this podcast, and that's okay. That's nothing, nothing unusual. Um, so I, I'll, I'll, I'll take those future picks though, and I'll, I'll put those to good use, especially when I know that 2019 class is loaded with wide receivers right now that should be coming out. If I can get one of those guys in the 2019 first, a guy like Brian Edwards or uh, one of these receivers that are coming out that I'm high on, uh, I, I definitely think that uh, that I'll take that because this is a wide receiver class. I can replace Josh Gordon with a much younger option with a high ceiling. Um, so I, I'll, I'll take that side of it. So real quick before John, before I let John loose on you, uh, this <laughs> this to me is Josh Gordon or nineteen first. Right, the third and the fourth are just they they're bullshit. <laughs> that's yeah. that's the extra fluff you add on to make it look like you're adding more, but you're not actually adding any value that's, here. So it's, that's how you get a trade calculator to uh, to, match to match up, right? Yeah. So yeah. this is Josh Gordon or twenty nineteen first, and for me. I'll 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 take the Josh Gordon bet because one random 2019 first is 
doesn't have the upside to me that Josh Gordon does. So that's it. I'm, I'm well, done let, talking. Let me ask you what. Let me just ask you a quick question then, Travis. I'm just curious. Now, I know that this is a little different, but would you take Josh Gordon for Christian Kirk straight up? Hmm. Would I take Josh? So I'm selling Christian Kirk for Mm -hmm. Josh Gordon. Yes, I would Mm -hmm. do that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I would do that. I mean, DJ Moore at this point is my number one wide receiver. It's just the upside, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, John. No, you're good. Yeah, I, I, and I would take Josh Gordon over DJ Moore just because. I mean, I don't know what I'm getting with any of these current rookies, much less you know the 2019 class. I know that it's stocked with wide receivers at least right as of now, you know, in in the summer of 2018, when we're almost a year away from seeing these guys actually put on NFL uniforms. But so, and that's the entire reason. So I always say a 2019 first, you know, next year's first round is worth this year's second round. And the reason that they're so devalued right now is because you have to go an entire year before you even get to make that pick and get any kind of fantasy points from that pick. So, you know, you have to, like right now, you've got Josh Gordon on your roster. You're, you know, you're looking at this season as a, you've got a chance to actually compete. You've got a chance to actually get to the playoffs and maybe even win your league and and make some money. If you trade Josh Gordon for a for a 2019 pick, then you just gave up the chance to accumulate whatever whatever points he was going to get in 2018. You you have absolutely no way of replacing those. You've got to get a player out of this. If you're going to if you're going to trade a player, you can't just get back, you know, future picks. Because it, it just it takes points off of your out of your starting lineup that you can't get back. There's no way to do it. Sure, and I understand that. I think we'd be reminiscent though if we don't at least acknowledge the inherent risk that you're taking by adding Josh Gordon to your to your roster. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's not let's not forget this is a guy who I mean, if if he's suspended once, I mean, he could be out of the league. You could you could be losing this guy. You could be losing all those points from your starting lineup and getting nothing in return. So there's a lot of risk here. And I know, John, you and I have discussed the risk with Zeke uh, previously. And, and you know, that, that risk kind of gets mitigated a little bit each each day that we pass. And he's, you know, kind of keeping his nose clean, which is a great thing. But with Josh Gordon, you know, I, I don't know. How, how long do you think this goes? You know, I mean, can he keep his nose clean for multiple seasons? Again, this was a guy, remember, he was in the supplemental draft for behavioral issues. Um, and that's how the Browns ended up getting him out of Baylor. Um, and so, you know, there, this has been a repeated thing throughout his career. Uh, and, you know, I don't know as much as I'm rooting for the guy. And, and, and you know, I, I really want to believe that, you know, he can keep his nose clean. I, I don't know that that's going to be the case. And so there's a risk by adding Josh Gordon, uh, a guy who's, you know, in my opinion, again, his, his best days are behind him. And, you know, he's he's one strike away from from not only 
missing a bunch of games for his NFL team, but also even your fantasy team struggling and you getting nothing in return to him not playing for an extended period of time too. So just just another thing kind of to keep in mind because I think a lot of times, especially this time of year, I see a lot of Josh Gordon love, and I, I absolutely love the guy, but let's not forget that there's some risk there. There's some Martavius Bryant there, and I think we all kind of see – What's happening, you know, with with that thing and, and, you know, the writing on the wall there. So, um, yeah, just, you know, obviously it's a different situation, but definitely something to keep in the back of your mind if you're trading for him that you're you're taking on some risk, too, when you bring him in. So I think I think that there is an equal risk to the 2019 first. And that's kind of where I come down, like the the chances of you hitting on a 2019 first draft pick, I mean, if you're saying that's 50-50, is there a greater than or lesser than 50-50 chance of Josh Gordon getting on drugs again and or whatever or whatever it is and not panning out for you, not providing that upside? I, and not to mention the upside with Gordon is significantly higher than the potential whatever 19 pick. Even if he does hit, you're talking, you know – even even if even if that pick hits, there's no guarantee that the upside is even that close. So I mean, if we're talking fifty fifty chance of either one of these bets, I mean that's really where it comes down to for me. Is I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the guy with the upside, even if it's a fifty fifty shot that he works out. I'm, I'm still benefiting because it's a fifty fifty shot that the 2019 first works out. Yeah. Well, and on on top of that, so I guess my kind of my point is. I'm looking at these guys just as as kind of a a handful of fantasy points, you know, however many fantasy points they're going to get you and however many games those fantasy points are going to help you win. You're you're giving that team, you know, Josh Gordon and his the handful of fantasy points that he represents without getting any back. So you're actually like you're actually helping that team be better, which is going to make that 2019 first even more risky because you know it makes it potentially later, and you're you're not getting any points in 2018 back. All you're doing is assuming the risk for 2019. So I mean, I get it. I get that there's risk with Josh Gordon, but I mean. Like, what's the worst case scenario? He still probably helps you win a game in 2018, right? Before, you know, before all hell breaks loose. So, and I'm the 2019 picks are not going to help you in 2018. They do, they do nothing for you. There's, there isn't any risk there because there's, there's, I mean, you just know for a fact that's zero points. You went from however many points Josh Gordon gets you to zero. Sure, yeah, but I, I guess, I mean, there's there's a long-term effect to it, too, and I, I, we're concentrating on the first pick, and I know that you guys are devaluing your third and fourth round picks, which is funny because neither of you will give me those picks in your uh, in the startup draft, but <laughs> that's okay. For Josh Gordon, I will. Um, for, yeah, well, let's look at Josh Gordon's numbers. I mean, seriously, I urge you guys, go, go back and look. Dude, this guy is riding the coattails of one good season since 2012. One. Mm-hmm. Honestly, one good season. Yeah, but have you season. seen him? So... I mean, he's Jack, dude. He's yeah, Jack. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, he's a, he's a. So he must be able to play football. No, <laughs> Josh I, Gordon I, uh, is a technician. Just, I mean, really, though, dude. There it is. He's a technician out there. Yeah, absolutely. No, I just, I, I, it's just baffling to me that 
people see this upside with a guy who has been in the league. And I know he's been suspended, but like for six years, he's had one really good season and he has been riding riding that one good season and everyone keeps saying well his potential his potential his potential and it's like man yeah he definitely has the potential but like at what point is that potential you know like you you see the potential and you go okay well it's just not gonna it's not gonna work out you know like I don't know even last year I mean he played in five games he had 18 grabs for 335 yards and a touchdown go back to 2014 when he played five games the guy had 24 grabs for 303 yards I mean, he averaged like 60, 65 yards a game, which is okay. But, I mean, I I, I don't know. It's not something that I'm giving up a first-round pick for in the future or otherwise. So, I don't know. To me, though, the Josh Gordon love is all based on one year that was five seasons ago. And I don't don't know if it's being overvalued or not. I kind of think it is, to be honest. All right, one last trade. This is a Superflex PPR 12-team league, and we're looking at Mitchell Trubisky, Christian Kirk, and Tevin Coleman, or Matthew Stafford and Corey Davis. And by the way, Twitter has this one pretty heavily in favor of the Stafford-Davis side. All right, well, I'll start it off. I will go with the minority here which is probably going to shock no one um i'm going to take the trubisky christian kirk tevin coleman side here um i i really like the upside of of trubisky and i think i think a lot of us do um and i i think his best football again is ahead of him i mean he's a younger option i like stafford but i definitely think that you know he's he's getting up there and and i think i'd I'd rather have Stafford if I'm in win-now mode. I'd rather have Trubisky if I'm building for the future. And I think that this side kind of builds you for the future. Um, Corey Davis is great, but if you're going to if you're gonna compare Christian Kirk and Tevin Coleman, I think I'd rather have that side. I really like Christian Kirk. Love his landing spot. Um, I think we've talked about that several times, how um, how after, Christ, after the draft, post-draft, I was much higher on Christian Kirk than I have been. Corey Davis, I really like his talent. I don't love the fact that he's on Tennessee. Um, I I don't love Marcus Mariota long-term as far as a a passing option goes. So um, I'll I'll take Christian Kirk and Tevin Coleman, who I think ends up finding a home after this year outside of Atlanta and uh, probably being a starting starter somewhere and getting a a a bell cow share of the carries somewhere. I, I really like his upside too. I like Tevin Coleman a lot. So I like all the pieces on that side, um, and so I think when I total it up, I would rather have that side. A lot of this has to do with the fact that I'm not as high on Matthew Stafford as others are, and I, I assume that one, if not both of you, are probably going to disagree with me here. Um, even though I like Corey Davis an awful lot, I, I'm going to take the other side. I think there's a lot more youth and upside on that side. There's more risk, I'm sure, but I, I think I'll take that with the uh, the youth and the upside I would get on the uh, Trubisky, Kirk, and Coleman side. What do you guys think? Yeah, man, I'm a little surprised that you went that way, honestly. Um, And I'm a little surprised that I'm not going to go that way because Christian Kirk is my boy. Uh, But, yeah, basically it just boils down to, I I mean, I'm definitely higher on Stafford than you are, apparently. He's, He's 30 years old. I mean, he's been a top 12 QB for the last, what, four, five years, six years. I mean, he's perennially underrated. Um, so, I mean, you've got five to eight years left of Stafford. I don't think that that really needs to be factored in all that much. He's not an old guy. And then to go, I don't know, man, the the Kirk, 
Christian Kirk and Tevin Coleman is not enough to to really make up the difference between Stafford and Trubisky. For I, don't, I guess I'm not framing that right. Like Corey Davis is on the Stafford side, and Kirk and Coleman versus Davis is not enough to make up the difference between the quarterbacks. I'd rather have Stafford. I'd rather have Corey Davis. Both of you guys have been surprising me this entire show. You've both been on the opposite side of where I would have guessed that you would be. Matthew Stafford um, is a technician, John. Everybody is, yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so um, that one actually kind of fits, by the way. Almost. I mean, Stafford is also just kind of a big arm. But uh, so for me, this, first of all, this is incredibly balanced. I think this is a pretty fair trade. And I I wouldn't hate, you know, either side of this personally. I do think, I think it comes, you know, when it's this close, I think it comes down to roster construction. It kind of comes down to, you know, what's your goal for 2018? Do you, are you a contender? Are you trying to do the, you know, Ryan McDowell always talks about productive struggle. And I, I think that, I mean, I, I think that Trubisky probably does something for you this year. I think Tevin Coleman gives you a little something this year. I don't think Christian Kirk does anything in 2018, but I think whoa, that whoa, there's... Whoa, 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 whoa. He's a rookie wide receiver. He's not going to do anything. Yeah, but he's going to be the best it. one. Of the rookies? Yeah. Uh, well, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't believe that, but I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one for argument's sake. But, I mean, a good rookie wide receiver still is, you know, well under a 1,000 yards and, like, you know, three to five touchdowns, and and you never know when to start them. So, yeah. Don't plan on getting anything useful out of Christian Kirk in 2018. That's all I'm saying. But going forward, there's a ton of upside on that on that side of it. Tevin Coleman becomes a free agent after 2018. He could take on a, a workhorse role somewhere else. Christian Kirk could become the starting slot receiver in Arizona with Josh Rosen as his quarterback. Mitchell Trubisky with weapons all over the place and a you know a full year in Matt Nagy's system. That could be that could be a great trio in 2019. They're just not going to do anything for you in 2018. So if you're okay with that then absolutely take that side of it. But if you have any designs on contending in 2018, you want Matthew Stafford and Corey Davis. So is that kind of like a, a half, half-ass half answer there, John? Yes, it is. Yeah, that was a cop-out kind of, is what that You're not is. even going to pick a side. You're just going to – yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is, Travis. Yeah. That's, that's, that's just – that's, that's terrible. That's terrible. That's how we, you end a show Travis right and there. I both answered. Travis and I both answered it, and John gave a political BS. <laughs> I'm not going to commit to either side. Answer. We right. deserve well, better. I, I won't stand for it. <laughs> okay. Yes, our listeners deserve All right, better. Fine, fine. I'll pick a side here. Give me Stafford and Davis. Yeah. <laughs> our listeners deserve better than that too. <laughs> uh, yeah, give me give me the guys who are going to help me win this year because I want to win every year, not in 2019. I want to win now and from now on. So yeah, I'll take I'll take the win now pieces. 
All right, good enough for this week. Uh, we uh, we went through several trades and a lot of uh, a lot of values on a lot of different players. So yeah, I thought we did pretty good this week, boys. So we'll wrap it up for the week. And as we do that, we're going to ask you for the same quick favor that we always ask for. Please go subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And rate and review us if you are listening on iTunes. Those ratings and those reviews help us to get out to more people, expand the audience, and involve more people in the conversation, which helps us to really zero in on those topics that are the most useful to you, the listener. And not only that, we can make it more timely. You're doing startup drafts, and we know that we can get more startup draft talk going. We can do your, we can get your trades out there. And again, off of these trade shows, send us your trades at Superflex Show. You can, uh, you should be following us on Twitter, anyways. Um, that is another favor that we'll ask for, but. Send us those trades so we can analyze them here on the podcast from time to time. And if nothing else, we can get you more engagement and more interaction on those. You can also follow Travis at TravisNFL. James is at underscore James the Brain. And I'm at SuperFlexDude. Thank you to the entire DLF family of podcasts. Thank you to Heart and Soul Radio for the song Me Addiction that we use as our intro and outro music. And above all else, thank you to each and every one of you for listening. And until next week, stay sexy and super flexy. Bye. Woof. Um, no, I think... <laughs> Boy, his girlfriend. Hear... Woof. <laughs> uh, Do you not, I think you don't I get want that to reference? Hear... It's uh, Home Alone. Come on, man. Yeah. That was funnier than you let <laughs> it. What do you mean, come on, man? I nailed that. <laughs> come on, man. Well, come if, on, you man. Knew, if you knew what it was, you should have laughed harder. Come on. I got a sensitive <laughs> I got a sensitive self-esteem over here. You got to la- <laughs> laugh at my jokes. At jokes. I, I have no sense of humor right now. I'm facing a reality where I might again. take Todd Gurley over DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> There's a again. good chance that I'm doing that. girlfriend. Woof. Ah, <laughs> 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 you guys get it. You guys so you so get me. <laughs>